0: Rock Salt Radio. Be
1: afraid also, tremendously afraid, for the day of reckoning is upon us.
2: Broadcasting from within our six feet social distance.
3: Well oh, yeah. I me and the Lord. We've got an understanding.
1: We're on a mission from God. On a mission from God, it's Aaron and Dave with the Rock Salt MuseCast Experience. forget it no way we're on a mission from god it's a very special newscast experience aaron
4: matt me and elwood
0: putting the band back
4: together ma'am you gotta understand that this is a lot bigger than any
1: domestic problems you might be experiencing
0: would it make you feel any better if you knew that
1: what we're asking Matt here to do is a holy thing you see
4: we're on a mission from god
1: we got this little band that you might have heard of before, Aaron. Why don't you
3: trade the Cadillac really? for a microphone. Then you lied to me about the band. Now you're
1: gonna put me right back in the joint. They're not gonna catch us. We're on a mission from God. You want to take a guess who it might be? I think they did a lot of it during the summer. It's 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. They were busy over the summer, Aaron. This is this is true. This is true.
3: Lord works in mysterious ways.
1: Yep. Strike up the band, Sal. All right, Jesus is a friend of mine,
5: Aaron. Friend I of yours, friend tried, of mine. I tried to do a joke there and it didn't work. That's so. okay. All right. All the way from Indiana, the protest. Yeah, we're gonna have
1: Josh, right? Josh, the lead singer. Josh from the protest is gonna be on today. Yes. And so excited. Uh, we're gonna talk all about the protest. Uh, we got a probably so, about an hour of talking with Josh. Yeah, their new EP, yep. Death Stare. Death Stare with Paper Tiger, my, my new favorite song. I like that song, "Paper Tiger," and uh, we're going to talk about uh, all things the protest. Yep. So it's it's going to be fun because hanging out with
5: Josh was pretty darn cool. Yeah, we got uh, Keegan from Dead Sin. He's coming on and do. Uh, he's a big baseball fan, so we're going to be talking about the MLB playoffs. Yeah. And we, we we predict winners and all that.
1: So, we're always like to predict winners. Always like talking to Coffee House Keegan, man. If I could have him on every weekend, I would. Those Coffee House Keegan and the guys from Faithhead. <laughs> love those guys. Actually, I love all our uh, our family of bands from uh from the south.
5: San I dig Antonio, them all. Dallas or uh, Fort Worth, Fort Worth. Yeah. We Ten- just need, we Tennessee, need, maybe Indiana. Now you know we'll get uh, some family in yeah, Indiana. Yeah, so, well, it's... Some rock salt family in Indiana. Yeah, that would be uh, that would be really nice. And then uh, where where is uh, Sal from? New York. Sal's from New York. Yeah, we got some rock salt family in New York. So. He checks in
1: every once in a while. I lost my phone. I've been thinking about Sal lately, and I lost my phone at Six Flags. And uh, Sal's number is in my phone, so I'm waiting for my new phone to come in so I can uh, give Sal a call, see how what he's doing. It?
5: Was it lost in the mail, or when your phone get in here? I
1: ordered it Sunday, man. I ordered it Sunday, two to three business days. Uh, you know, uh, as we record this, it's, uh, well, it's due tomorrow. Due tomorrow. Yeah. All right. So, so, so Sal, he'll be calling you shortly. You know, I kept waiting for Six Flags to get back to me. You know, before I went and bought a new phone, because so I know exactly where the phone is. It's on the roof of the Superman ride. I know exactly where it is. I keep telling him where it is. so that minimum wage employee just ah. Yeah, uh, they got keep. IPod. Yeah, they keep saying, "Oh, we haven't found it yet. We're still looking. We haven't found it." I'm like, why you gotta look? I told you exactly where it is. It's like, a, it's like having a you know an eight year old when you say, "Hey, go get your shoes on." I can't find the shoes. They're right by the door. Well, you didn't look. <laughs> so it's a rock salt MuseCast experience with Aaron and Dave, and let's kick it off right here with another jam packed show.
5: I'm starting to pad as Aaron looks up who's first on the list. A band from San Antonio. Relent. they Right here on the Rock Salt Musecast Experience.
3: Hey, this is P-Punk, bass player for Faithhead, and you're listening to Rock Salt, but I don't really understand why it's called Rock Salt because they're not making any ice cream, so don't expect anything good.
1: Rock Salt Musecast Experience with Aaron and Dave, and uh, all the way from Indiana, Aaron, it's Josh... From the protest. From the protest.
5: Oh. And the live live studio studio. audience for you, Josh. So, yeah.
0: Thank you. Thank you. I'll be here all week. You
5: know, we just have to cut it off sometimes. Hey, next
1: show. Yeah. You know. Well, you know, (laughs) we, we have a hard time fitting the audience in my tiny little home here, but, you know. There they are. You
0: know, oh, free. I mean, they're very good people to do that for you. Yeah,
1: you know, uh, free tickets. Hey, free is free, right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh, man. All right, man. So the protest, you guys got big things going on lately, man. You just like, uh, you were like the the fuse on a firecracker. <laughs> you just this burn and then went uh, with uh, Paper Tiger. That's the new album, right? Yes. Paper Tiger. With Paper Tiger, just went boom. It's it, it, does it feel the same way for you guys or do you just is it another day at work for you
0: well you know man um it's very it's very humbling that that you would say that you know um I think for us um
1: Death it is, I guess that's terrible
0: thing I mean we've been you know we've been uh You know, we're a new band to a lot of people, but, you know, we've been at it since 2009. You know, we've been touring since 2012, you know. So um, I think for us, you know, it's just been a very slow grind. Um, So I never really think of us as like blowing up, um, even though that's very kind. And I I think some people might think that. I, I think for us, we're just very blessed to have any success at all. Um, you know, we're humbled to do it for the Lord. And, uh, that's just kind of, that's just kind of where we're at, man. I mean, we're very humbled, um, by, you know, um, that we've been kind of, uh, accepted into this rock world and, uh, you know, um, it's been cool.
1: Well, I, uh, I, when I first saw you, I first saw you in a little church in Fairfield, California, It was Fairfield, correct? Uh, Uh, Yes. All right. And you were doing the City Rockfest tour with uh, Seventh Day Slumber and Disciple and Wolves at the Gate, I believe, were there. Yeah, Spoken. Mm -hmm. Spoken. um, And here's the protest. And I'd never heard of you before. Never heard of you before. And I I think you played, like, second or third that night? I think they
5: opened. Did you open? I think we were
0: first. Oh, wow.
5: Open. And And you turned to me and go, why aren't they closing? Yeah, why? I seriously <laughs> why? said that. Yeah, why aren't they closing? And I go, I, I don't know, because they're really good. Yeah,
1: you know, I, I've i only said that about two acts, uh, which is uh, many years ago, 2007, seven, eight, something like that. Uh, my wife took me to see New Kids on the Block.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah I'm not a fan, but they put on a good show. And sure. uh, opening up was this this woman she had no band she had three backup dancers she's singing the tracks and uh i kept saying to my wife who who is this woman and she's like i have no idea i'm like you listen to all this pop stuff you got to know who this is she goes no clue who this is i said well i promise you she's gonna be huge 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 and uh it was lady gaga oh my goodness yeah so uh you know Boom! You've been anointed. <laughs> you're going to be the
5: next big thing. <laughs> but it, it's well, no—it's no surprise to us that you're getting these shows. You know, you're going to be turned with from ashes to new, uh, in upcoming and which we're seeing you know, tomorrow. You was with Sunday. Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, we're seeing ashes to new on Sunday.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, they actually, um, is that on the Pod run? No, um, there's no. a
1: festival going on here today.
0: Oh well. I, mean, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but they, uh, have some COVID issues right now. now oh, no, be at that festival.
1: Oh, so, wow. Well, okay. that sucks. So, well, yeah. You know, uh, positive vibes to those guys. Absolutely.
0: And- um, but yeah, man, I mean, we're, uh, thank you so much for the kind words, the humbling words, you know, um, we, uh, live is kind of where we thrive, you know? I mean, like we love, um, being in the studio, we love writing music that makes an impact, but you know, live, I mean, I mean, that's where we feel our most us, you know? Um, and, uh, we've been very blessed over the years to have some great teachers, um, on, on and off the stage. And one of those is definitely, um, uh, disciple. I mean, they've been good mentors for us since we were, I mean, since I was very young. (laughs) So, uh, You know, all the energy and all the passion we give is because we grew up watching these bands who love the Lord that had all this energy and passion and gave everything they got every night, no matter if there was a thousand people or three, you know? Right.
1: You know, the night that we saw you, I'm going to say there was about 75 people in the place. Yeah. And it was just a tiny little church. And Uh um, every one of those bands, including you, brought it that night. It was like you guys... It didn't matter that you were playing to 75 people. You were playing to an arena that night.
0: Absolutely. And that's kind of what we try to uh, try to do. You know, I used to get very um, bummed out when there was a bad turnout. You know, I got, like, sick to my stomach about it. But, you know, as I've grown and as I've kind of realized how things are, um, you know, the people that come, even if there's just some people, you know, they came to see you and they came for a reason, you know. And I would hate to go out there and not honor that, you know. I mean, even if there's, you know, I mean, we, you know, we played a festival um, a couple of weeks ago, tons of people. But just the week before that, we played a show and there's probably 25 people there, man. But those 25 people came to see us and because you know maybe they want to change or maybe they need to hear something uplifting. So that's kind of what we try to keep in mind. Right. You know, there, when when
1: we started this whole uh Rock Salt musecast thing and we were trying to get it off the ground, I was at the same time he's kind of saying to myself, What am I doing this for? There's nobody listening. What am I doing this for? But then right. Aaron would come to me with the analytics and go, Hey, we picked up a listener in Singapore. Right and I go, "Wow, that is so cool, so maybe it's not for the masses, it's for the one
0: absolutely man i I love that you say that because that is so true, and to be honest with you guys, like I'm just trying to be very transparent these days you know, as a kid, I mean, I mentioned I was a huge kiss fan i I still am um but you know, a, as a kid, I wanted to be a rock star. I didn't care about Jesus, I wanted to be a rock star, so letting that thought go um has been hard, you know, because you're totally right. Um, God may not ever have the protest play for the masses, you know, it may have, we may have already done our job for him I, I don't know, but you know um, we're trying to just think about it as, you know, we aren't rock stars. We're just, you know, I mean, just like you said, Matt, like if one person can be affected, then, it's all worth it. So that's kind of the mindset that we're trying to have, um, you know, right now. And I'm trying to let those thoughts of being a rock star go because that's not what it's about for us. You know,
5: your first release off this uh, latest uh, um, EP album. Project. I had the I had the name of the EP wrong. It's Death Star. Death Stare. Yeah. yeah uh, that right. was was greater. Yeah. And that song talks about that. I don't, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm just not caring who's listening <laughs> well, or whatever. I'm I'm just you know, going to pro- proclaim the name of Jesus and let it be out there. It's kind of I'm going to stop you short here
1: because that was one of the notes I made for myself cuz I was listening to it this morning
5: and I went, "Wow. Uh
1: when I met you guys 4 or 5 years ago, you were just average dudes in a band." And uh I know you don't remember, but I mean, we probably hung out and talked for at least a half an hour. Um, I got the pictures. It's cool. It's on Facebook. Um, but uh, on on your latest EP, uh, Paper Tiger, as you were saying, greater, um, you got that line in there that says, uh, don't do it for the money, right? That's the greater, correct? Yes. I'm on the right yeah. one. Yep. Don't do it for the money. Don't do it for the fame. And when I heard that, it just kind of lined up with what, that 30 minutes I knew of you, I met you, it, it it was like I never got the feeling that you were doing it for the money or the fame. You were doing it for the love
0: of it. Well, thank you very much. And yeah, I mean, um, truth be told, in our in our in our industry, there's not much of that anyway. So it kind of works out. <laughs> right. Um but but um, you know, and we wrote that song during COVID because I mean, I mean, just like you guys said, you know, not having, not playing shows, not doing what we do, um, it was tough. We, uh, I mean, it's not only a big part of our career, but just for our hearts and minds, you know, when you're called to do something and you can't do it for a while, it, it's it was tough. So we we wrote that song um, because we had to sit back and think about why do we do this? Like, really, what is the point behind all of this? And that song just kind of came out and we just pray that it encourages other bands, other people doing ministry, doing, you know, and, and, and awesome podcasts doing anything, you know, um, that's, uh, yeah. Cool.
1: So have you, now you guys were all doing your day jobs back when I met you, you still doing your day jobs? Cause you guys yeah. are blowing <laughs> up. I mean, I I'll put it a different way. I'm on uh, I'm on these different Facebook groups, uh, sure. Aftershock being one of them, which is the festival we're going to see this weekend, mm-hmm. which is not a Christian festival, um, right. along with uh, some Christian groups. And uh, I, I watch the comments, and everybody's like, oh, yeah, the protest. I know them. Love those guys. And I, for the longest time, was going around going, you got to check out this band called The Protest. <laughs> you know? And little sure. do I know that you guys are just – it's like, it's just really growing for you guys. Are you still working all the day jobs?
0: Yes. Yeah. So um, cool thing is, I I think you're right. You know, I mean, by the grace of God, I think that, um, you know, the growth in the last four or five years has has been, you know, more than we could have ever dreamed. You know, it, it, it doesn't seem that way when you're in it. You know what I mean? Because you're just kind of grinding away every day and um just thinking of the next thing that you can do the next song the next time you're going to be in the studio the shows all this stuff um so the growth has been paramount but yeah i mean we're still working part time jobs um you know praise the lord they're all very very flexible um with touring you know so i mean that's, that's why awesome. we've been able to tour so much over the last um couple years just because they're very flexible so that has been a huge blessing um you know cuz when we're not on the road um, you know, we need to, you know, we need to make ends meet as well. So that's kind of, you know, where we're at, but right, um, yeah, I, I get it. I, I
1: was asking Aaron for your tour dates. Cause I saw you got this uh tour coming up with from ashes to new, uh, that, that's still going on. I'm assuming it's still planned,
0: right? As of now. Yeah. Okay. We, I didn't see till yesterday that they tested positive for COVID. So, you know, um, we're praying for them. I hate that for those guys. Yeah, that's um, I, I had COVID. It's not fun, but, um, but yeah, as of now, things are all, uh, full, full force ahead. So, all right, well, cool.
1: Uh, you got, um, on this bill, you got the protest, of course, Andrew W boss. I haven't heard of Andrew W boss, uh, and the funeral portrait. Have you, have you played with these guys before?
0: Never with Andrew, but, um, funny thing about the funeral portrait. Uh, so, I'm talking like back in 2012, 13, um, those, so those guys are from Georgia, we would tour a lot and we would go down there and we played with those guys in some of the tiniest, tiniest venues um, and those guys have really blown up, uh, they signed to um, Indie Vision, which is a huge secular um, a record company, they have awesome management and they're just really sweet guys and, and, and awesome bands, so it'll be really cool to see them again for sure.
5: Awesome. You know, speaking of Georgia, you played with um, Faithhead down there.
0: Yeah. Uh, one uh-huh. night. Those,
5: those are good guys. I yeah, like Faithhead. We, we interviewed Faithhead, <laughs> and they told us you guys had a discussion, and I think it was Bayless was on the third, and they said we we decided that they would go last. And uh, after you and uh, Bayless re, uh, performed, they were like, that's a mistake. <laughs> you know, that was a mistake.
0: <laughs> well, You know? They it was were like, very kind of them because it was a weeknight and, um, it was a, it was a hometown show for them and, and they said, you know, um, Hey, you know, like we'll go last. So there's a ton of people here for you guys. And that's super kind of them. Like, you know, we, it's whatever for us. Um, but all that being said, um, that's sweet of those guys to say that, but they're a great band too. They're awesome live, and they're really, really nice, funny dudes. So, um, yeah, yeah,
1: they're they're yeah. awesome. It's good
0: to see those guys.
1: You you need to go get uh or go check out our interview with Faithhead. You'll love it.
0: Yeah, I bet were, <laughs> it,
1: it was great. They are funny I guys. Bet. Um, probably my best show. With Faithhead. I love, I love those like. guys. I really uh, do.
5: They, they seem like they'd be great to hang out with after a show. Yeah, so.
1: I've been doing radio since I was 17 years old, and um, it, honestly, those guys were probably my best show.
0: Well, I'll, I'll tell you, I, I think I think I know what you mean, and I, I said this to the guys. I think, um, and I'm sure they would say this too, they seem like um, a group of best buds that have been best buds for a long time, you know, a very long time. And they pretty much just uh, bust each other's chops all day long. Yeah. You know, (laughs) (laughs) just just constantly, constantly get under each other's skin on purpose. And it's, it cracks me up, man. Yeah. yeah. I, I cannot wait to
1: get out to that neck of the woods so I can meet some of these bands because uh, the Midwest and the South is blowing up with Christian bands. I say it every week. Just blowing up with Christian bands. I
0: always feel so bad for um, the West Coast because, you know, for, you know, a a lot of music comes out to the West Coast, but a lot of touring Christian rock bands um, don't make it out there as much, you know, just because you have to be very, very intentional to go out to you know, Cali or Oregon or Washington to play, you know, cause it's across the country. So it's got to really make sense in the routing and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, we're, we're dying to get back out there. We think it's beautiful. You know, we love it out there. I think the closest we'll be any, anytime soon is probably Idaho. So.
1: Okay. Well, it's a nice place to visit, but you wouldn't want to live here.
0: <laughs> <That's>, uh, <laughs> <that's true. laughs> well, we, uh, a death stare. We actually um, recorded in L.A., so we were there for weeks. Oh, what um, uh, what studio? So there's a fella. Um, he just moved to Nashville, but his name's Mitchell Marlowe, and he's done stuff for um, uh, like Papa Roach, and he's done stuff for Righteous Vendetta, and stuff for um, New Year's Day. Um, a, a lot of really good secular hard rock bands, and we got you know we got hooked up with him. Um, and it was, it was awesome. You know, we still wrote a lot of the music with the guys we usually write with, um, down in Nashville. Some were just us totally. Some we wrote with, um, the disciple guys. Uh, but yeah, Mitch did the album with us and it was a absolute blast.
1: So you're, you're going on this tour with, from ashes to new and, uh, October 13th, which is right around the corner. Mm-hmm. uh Billings Montana at the pub station and there's a reason that I'm I'm talking about these three particular dates Billings Montana I spent some time in Billings Montana it's not a bad place it's actually yeah. kind of a cool we place were just
0: there like a month and a half ago two months ago
1: yeah and but uh, when I moved there I said to someone mm-hmm. I was like hey so where do you guys go for like concerts and stuff in uh Seattle well that sounds far (laughs) yeah um salt lake city uh a place i consider my second home i've lived there for a year and a half or so wow it's a beautiful city i love salt lake city love it and would go back in a heartbeat i don't know where the complex is uh but salt lake city uh, they got a great rock scene out there too
0: I think the last time we were in Salt Lake City, man, we were probably it had to been two thousand fourteen, something like that. So it's it has been a while, but I remember thinking then because we used to stay at Walmart parking lots. Like that, I mean that's what we did and and we still do sometimes if we need to catch some shut eye, but I remember waking up at that particular Walmart near Salt Lake City and I woke up to mountains. You yeah. know what I mean? Which is pretty fantastic. And it it, it just seemed like a nice, clean town
1: yeah it 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 very much is um i still got friends there but uh and they they say it's kind of declined a little but i think that they're you know a little jaded about it because they live there you know uh also colorado springs colorado is sunshine studios on the 17th another place i spent about a year and a half colorado springs yeah and uh, uh once again they got a pretty big rock scene out there
0: Okay. Well, yeah. that's cool.
1: Kilo Radio. Check out K I L O okay. Radio, and you're gonna find yourself a great rock and roll station. Um, Love it, man. Yeah, a station that turned me on to Skillet back in the day when I lived there, and uh, Volbeat. I became big oh, fans oh, of the, both those bands because of Kilo Radio. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah, man. Volbeat's awesome, and uh, Skillet, man. They are. Uh, you know, they are the some of the best people i've ever met
1: yeah all right i'm gonna take a break here and we're gonna play some music oh greater is coming on greater all right cool from uh the protest and we'll yep. jump back in with josh here in just a minute
0: what's up everyone this is ryan from reborn and you're listening to the rock salt Music cast experience with aaron and dave Rock
1: Salt newscast experience with Aaron and Dave and Josh from the protest. Yes. He's on the Zoom call. Yeah, studio audience left. There he so. is, right there. Yeah, the studio <laughs>
5: audience, we locked them out. Absolutely. Hey, you were talking about Faithhead being a bunch of best friends or whatever, you know, been around together. How long has this group of the protest
0: been together? Yeah, the, man. So it's crazy, man. We're, you know, in a, in a world that, it seems like a lot of bands have a, have a revolving door of band members. Um, and I get that. It's hard to keep a band together. It really is. Um, but it has been um, TJ and Jerob and I have been playing music together since we were literally in middle school. Um, wow, we played that, our that first so show. Cool. Yeah, I mean, I just turned 31, man, and we played our first show when I was probably 12 or 13. Wow. Um, wow. And Sarge, during that time, um, Adam, he was giving me, um, uh, uh, lessons to play the guitar. Um, so that's how we met. So the, the, this whole time we've always been really tight. Um, Sarge went out to LA to, to, to study music theory. Um, in 2009, he came back to join the band. So from 2009, it has been the four of us. We, we, we've had some amazing bass players who we still love, um, come and go, but the four of us have been in it since 2009.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say I, I, and I could totally be wrong. I thought there was five of you when I saw you on that City Rock Fest tour, but I could be wrong because that was so long ago. I'm trying
0: to remember if we had Jesse in the band or not at that time. I'd have
1: to go um, back was, and look at the pictures.
0: Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, we, you know, we've had some bass players, and uh, you know, we're not ruling out the idea of getting a fifth guy. You know, having a live bass player um, is cool because. It's very rock and roll and you can still, you know, go off the, decuff cuff if you want and jam on something, you know, right now we have a track and, you know, we have track base and we still play it through a cab. So, I mean, it's, it's like he's there, but the problem is obviously everything has to be planned out. Like, you know, every moment of the set has to be planned out. So the bass hits at the right time and right. stuff like that. So, yeah.
1: It's gotta, it's gotta be precise.
0: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Like a Swiss watch, Aaron yeah that's it um all right so i want to talk about this latest ep i want to get deeper into that death stare yep because um you had this build up uh, that's the best way i can describe it for me uh you had this build up because you started out in 2012 with game changer and you had a cover of in the air tonight whose idea was in the air tonight
0: um man we covered that uh at shows before that um and travis wyrick our first producer thought it'd be good to throw it on there but oh, he cool, really cool. he really made that one what it is
1: so yeah it, it's definitely your own it's yeah. it's not i mean i've heard a lot of covers of that song good and bad and sure. um it is not the protest covering Phil Collins. It is the protest doing a song. It's it's oh, your song awesome, for man. sure. Well, uh, thanks. I mean, at least that version of it. I mean, we can't, right. uh, of course, do away with Phil. But I'm a big, huge. <laughs> I'm a huge Phil Collins fan. But
0: he's awesome,
1: man. Yeah, I got a I got a friend. She's been on the show. Uh, she she did backup on uh, one of his tours, or I'm actually kidding. two of his tours. Wow. Um, greater lengths came out in twenty or great lengths. Came out in twenty fourteen, which uh, that's that's the album I have. You guys signed it all for me and everything. Yeah. Rebel Static, my favorite. I play that song Thanks, all man. the time. Love Rebel Static and Welcome to the Freak Show, which is you know I like to play that back to back with uh, Freak <laughs> Show with uh, from from Skillet. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. Uh, twenty eighteen Legacy got Knockout Noise Revolution. What else you got? I mean, these are solid songs. And uh, then you come out with with, uh, uh, Death Stare, and I was anticipating that video. As you guys were putting it on Facebook and everything, like building up to it, I was anticipating this video. I wanted to hear this song. I wasn't disappointed. I actually laughed at the end of the video when you guys are climbing over the seats at the the theater. (laughs) But um, then just recently I heard, because I didn't listen to the whole album, Mm-hmm. I heard, um, paper tiger. That's my new favorite song.
5: I love paper <laughs> Thanks, tiger. Uh,
1: cause I, it, it was when I heard that, that I went, Oh, you guys were holding out on, on showdown. Showdown was like, <laughs> showdown was like an appetizer paper
0: tiger. That's the meal, man. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks man. Uh, yeah, we were, man, like that's one of those that, so Adam, um, wrote most of that and he brought it in, um, one day to the studio when we were like, dude, that like already, like his melodies and riffs and stuff, it was almost built. And, and, and we just knew that given the right, um, producer, that would be a special song. Um, we, we're, we're going to start playing it live and we're super pumped about that. It's so much fun. Um, and yeah, the, the, the whole EP talks about fear. Um, and, and overcoming fear. So, you know, everybody has a paper tiger, something that they're afraid of, something that keeps them up at night. And, and this isn't necessarily talking about like, you know, like spiders or the dark, but, you know, I mean, those fears, like, you know, um, that the enemy tries to put into your mind, you know? So the whole EP in, in hopes is, is to kind of fight that in a little bit. And that's what paper tiger is. You know, you think it's something so horrible, something so terrible until, you know, you, you look at it with Christ on your side and you realize that that's just a paper tiger. It seems scary, but it can burn easily.
1: Yeah. I, I, one line in that song stuck out for me. Uh, and I had to write it down is nothing more than a silver tongue liar.
6: Yeah.
1: That's a great line. You know what I'm talking about, Aaron? Yeah. You've heard the song. Um, I mean, did you guys like work hard at that line or did it just come to you? Cause I mean, that that's a great line.
0: Thanks man. Uh, no a- dude, Adam had these lyrics. Like it's very rare for our band to come in with almost a fully pieced together song. Like a lot of our writing is like spent, you know, spent painstakingly with our guitars in front of a computer, you know, just trying to come up with stuff, you know, putting a lot of thought into it because sometimes it takes a lot of thought, but sometimes things just come to you. And I think, God put that song on his heart because it, it, it came, it came with lyrics. It came with, you know, most of what you hear was what the demo was like. So, Oh, really? Yeah, super cool. Wow. You and know, that's, that's very rare. Cause if you heard some of our demos, you'd probably not think we were a very good band anymore. So, <laughs> well, you
1: know, the, here's the thing is I, I was telling Aaron this a couple of weeks ago, which is, uh, I, back in the eighties, uh, I was a big fan of exit record 77s, charlie peacock all that and charlie had given me some tapes of demos from those bands and uh, yes they're very very rough um but now due to technology and everybody's got it in their living room or their bedroom or whatever uh demos from bands are sounding like i mean stuff ready to just put out there
0: absolutely it i think the whole home uh home recording software has gotten so good that, I mean, some of the best records I've heard in a long time were made in someone's basement or in someone's room. You you know what I mean? It's just, uh, it's crazy, you know, like, um, you don't have to go to a state of the art studio anymore. I mean, we like to just because I don't know, we're, we're kind of old school and it's just fun to, you know, like get, you know, get into those isolation booths and record drums in a big room. But you know, People are just able to get so many good sounds out now, man. It's a crazy time, really. Well, collaboratively, it's got to
1: be somewhat inspirational to show up at a studio together, you know, and work on a song together, correct? Instead of, you know, hey, I'm FaceTiming this guy uh, who's, I'm laying down my track now, you lay down. I don't know how everybody does it, but...
0: Absolutely, man. And, you know, we, when, when we write as the protest, we we are always, um, always together. Like we're going to take a writing um, retreat in November and just spend a couple of days off the grid, just writing music together. I, I mean, that just helps us now during COVID. We, some of our co-writes, some we use, some we didn't, we did over Skype um, with dudes in different states or, you know, what, what have you. But when the, the protest writes, we'd like to do it all together. And yeah. if one of us yeah. is missing, it just doesn't feel right. And uh, you know, there's a lot of bands that aren't the same way, and I don't think that's a bad thing. I think uh, we are a wolf pack to a fault. I mean, like, we stick together. Like, we stick together so much that um, I only put one um, hotel room in our rider because we just want to be together. You know what I mean? That's <laughs> so, cool. Yeah. I mean, hey, as long as it works out for you. I, now, me right.
1: personally, I'd be like, okay, we'll get two hotel rooms, one for me <laughs> and one for the other
0: guys. <laughs> But well you know being uh, being the lead singer you know I I I feel like I should have a room all to myself but you know being <laughs> sure, here you there you
1: know You got to have the humidifier going for your throat oh. and uh you exactly. know you got to have the tea and I I know all the stuff I've exactly. watched all the movies I saw Rockstar fresh. I know what it's about
5: fresh <laughs> fresh fresh orange slices I love that movie. Yeah. you know fresh.
1: it's a great movie isn't <laughs> it <It's. laughs> Yes, fresh orange slices, it, yeah. uh, you know, oh, I need yeah. my fruit tray, and uh, yeah. all that, sure, of course. A One thing, uh, d- now, <laughs> who produced the new EP? Is there yeah, a, a producer, um, is it just you guys producing it, or?
0: Yeah, so um, the guy I mentioned um, before that, the engineer on the record, he's the producer as well, so okay. Mitchell Marlowe. Mitchell,
1: Mitchell Marlowe. Okay. Well, he's, he's quite talented as well. I can tell.
0: Oh, he's, uh, we went to him for a reason. Um, we, we heard, and this is kind of an older record now, but we heard Righteous Vendetta, uh, a Righteous, um, Vendetta's Cursed record. And it was just one of the best sounding rock records I'd ever heard. And, um, it's always been in the back of our mind to work with him, but he just seemed, um, you know, he's, I mean, I mean, this guy's done stuff for, some of the biggest rock acts out there. So we just thought, I don't even know if he would take us on. Wow. You know what I mean? But, um, he was so kind and very humble and very chill. And, uh, it was a awesome experience, man. I mean, I definitely think we're going to work with him again. So,
1: yeah, I, I, as I was driving around listening to the different stuff, um, I could hear the difference in the music and it was like, I, this thought popped into my head. Now, I know that these guys each have their own sound, but I was like, who would you guys get to produce this? Bob Rock or Rick Rubin or something? Because it's, it was so technical and everything. It doesn't have a Rick Rubin sound. It doesn't have a Bob Rock sound. Sure. But it is definitely, it's protest, but it's protest matured. I guess. Yeah. It, I mean, it's definitely yeah. different from game game of, changer. It seems or, like it had a lot, of, a lot of growth.
5: Yes, in, in that's the album. word I'm looking for. A lot of growth in the album. I, I like the like the like the uh, like scratching that you have in the album. You know, like uh, oh my gosh, what? Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like in greater,
4: like
1: oh yeah, yeah, yeah for like,
0: sure.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I noticed that you guys.
5: I don't know what they call it. That's
0: what on the I would, I would on call the it. new album. That's a good way to put it.
1: On the new album, I noticed that um, your lead guitar. I think it's your lead guitar guy that is. He's just making some crazy sounds on his and tones on his guitar that don't seem to follow any rhyme or reason, <laughs> but they fit. Right? Uh, am I am I wrong, or is that no, just me? I, no, I I think.
0: Yeah, I think that's what Aaron was talking about before. Yeah, it's like it's like a. Um, we wanted to try a lot of funky things, just something different, man. And uh, you know, um, we are a rock and roll band. You know, like we love the the clean, tight, modern sound. But you know, like when it comes down to it, we love to throw down. We're a rock and roll band, so we wanted to add little things that would just make it kind of nastier. You know, like you know, I mean, there's nothing real melodic about some of the scrapes and some of the noises we have going, but it just adds a little bit. You right. Know what I mean, it's
1: noticeable, but it's not in your face.
0: Right. Sure. Yeah.
1: Now I, before we did our interview today, uh, I had a friend of mine over here and I said, Oh, I'm going to be interviewing the protest. Uh, here, let me play you one of their tracks. Now he's, he's not a Christian guy and I play him all this Christian music And he goes, I don't know, man, I don't, I really don't want to be preached at. I was like, they're not preachy. He goes, yeah, you say that. (laughs) I was like, no, listen to it. And I played him paper tiger. He's like, he was, he was tapping his foot outside. He's like, it's really good. I'm like, yeah, you can tell that you're a Christian band without being preachy about it.
0: Kind of like skillet kind of like skillet. Totally. totally. And you know, man, every band in our industry has a different approach, um, and not one approach is better than the other. Um, I know some amazing bands that don't say much about Jesus on stage, but off stage their hearts and what they say does all the talking. But I know some bands that preach a whole message from the stage and that's awesome too. Right. You know, um, I I think for us, um, you know, we feel led to speak from the stage, but we feel led to do it in a way that is inviting and, you know, not pressured. You know, of course, we want everyone to walk out of there saved, but that's not our decision to make for them. You know, so in my mind, if I come out and start, you know, quoting scripture and all this stuff to people who don't even know the name of Jesus, maybe or don't even know who he is, um, that could be a turnoff because they don't know scripture. You know, right. I mean, you know, later I'd love to sit down with them and talk about scripture and stuff, but. Our goal is to let them know that wherever they're at in life, Christian or not, it doesn't matter, that they are human beings like us. We struggle. We fall short. We have stressors. We have problems. I've had suicidal thoughts. Um, And our goal is the people to leave our shows not feeling that way. And we invite them. You know, I want them to know that there is a God that loves them who sent his son Jesus to die for us. Um, and that's their decision. But if they want change, if they want something different, then to find us after the show.
1: Yeah, and and you're very approachable after the show. I I can attest to that.
0: Well, thank you. You guys are really that's, cool with
1: me. Now, when well, I was what? Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Well, I cut you off.
0: No, no, no. It's a you know, like I don't see why a band wouldn't be. You know, like yeah, but I I've, I've met you know, a ton of bands
1: have, that just aren't.
0: Yeah. And, and that's too bad because, you know, in, in my mind, if you guys weren't there, um, um, supporting, buying merch, all, all this stuff, then we wouldn't have a platform. We wouldn't be able to do it. So like when people come to our shows, it's like a chance to say, thank you for coming. Thank you for showing your support. It means a lot to us. Cause it's how we, it's a big part of how we live, you know? Right.
1: Well, you know, e- not Elon, um, uh, uh- Uh, Jeff Bezos just got some backlash a few weeks ago because he sent his rocket up into space and he thanked all the customers of Amazon for helping him live his dream. And he he got the backlash because people were going, you're a multi-billionaire, dude, you know? (laughs) Um, But I kind of got it from the other side, which is, because I've talked to so many bands that are like this, and you just kind of said it, which is, Um, if I don't show up to the show and buy some merch and and rock out, well, there's not much point of you being there. Right? Absolutely. (laughs) So I, you know, I'm helping you live your dream of being a rock star by buying a t-shirt. And that's okay. You know, Uh, you're kind of helping me live my dream by coming on my show. And I appreciate that. It it,
0: it takes, it takes both parties. And, you know, like one thing I can say about, about the Christian rock market, the Christian rock industry—you um, know, for as niche as it is, the fans are—I don't even like to call them fans because they're not—they're their family—and you know, we've been—we've been taken care of in ways that I can't even explain. That you know, that we don't deserve, but there are just good people out there that that love what you do and want to take care of you, and it's just been mind-blowing to see that
1: yeah and uh it's not as niche as you would think sure it really isn't it's really right. growing and i i'm quite surprised when we started this show i told aaron a couple of things um was one was i didn't want to be preachy because you can already get that on you know radio and everything sure. uh um, i just wanted to be normal talk hanging out type of thing uh second thing was i wanted to open people up to new music and new bands that maybe they hadn't heard of. And now a lot of people have heard of you, but uh, we've had a lot of bands on like faith head that while people have heard of them out in your neck of the woods, but out here on the West coast, nobody knows who faith head is. And uh, that's not to knock them or anything like that. I want to be that vessel to, you know, Hey, check out this band.
5: They're really cool. I didn't didn't know who they were until I saw them post that they were going to be playing with you. Yeah, and I made I reached out. Hey, you want to come on the show? And they did. Very cool. And so uh, the same thing with Deadson. Uh, You were played a show. Those guys
0: are nice guys. Yeah, yeah. Deadson's awesome. Oh, we
5: just had Keegan on. He's he was our. uh, We talked about you know Major League Baseball, the playoffs, and all that. He's a huge baseball fan. But uh, but you know again, uh, and then you did um, Sound for the Crown in San Antonio. And then I bought the streaming thing because I you know didn't have time or the money to fly to San Antonio, and you guys were playing, and there was other bands at night that were playing uh you know Stonewall static played mm-hmm. and all that and and they've come on the show so it's 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 great that uh some of these independent bands have come on and I found yeah. them through and
0: just watching oh, what you guys totally. posted and i I feel like you know a lot of people would say that we were a hair too late to ride the wave, you know, I mean, if, if you guys can remember back in the early 2000s, mid 2000s, you know, Christian rock was like massive. It was thriving. There was a spot for it in the Grammys. There was a spot for it on billboard. Um, and then for a while, um, it started to just head underground, like, you know, stations drop and stations dropped, but I really do feel like the last couple years, um, some of the best bands that have ever been in the genre are, are coming out with incredible music. And I do feel, um, a, a growth, you know, um, in the scene. And I just hope it keeps, it keeps doing that, you know?
1: Yeah. I think it goes through waves, you know? Right. Uh, I was, I got into Christian music uh, in the eighties, listening to Petra and Steve Taylor and stuff like that. Right. And my friends made fun of me because I like this music. My kid still makes fun of me. Cause I like that music, but, um, it really that's when it was really a niche. You know, that was a niche market. Oh, sure. And uh, then you got uh, like bands like Striper starting to break over into the other side. And and uh, Skillet, uh, you know, fast forward many years, Skillet is kind of, I don't want to say they're kicking in the door, but they're, they're opening that door, you know, Right.
0: I mean, like you've got your PODs, your, your reds, your thousand foot crutches that have really made a big, you know, big impact on that mainstream, um, market, you know, um, you know, I mean, even back earlier, you know, like your, um, your, uh, reliant K's and your pillars, you know, like there was a, I mean, there was a big spot for it, you know? Um, and I, I feel like it's gonna, it's gonna happen again.
1: I, um, we're, we're starting to run out of time so there's a couple things i wanted to get to here uh, i don't normally talk about the merch with bands but i was on your site and i really like this shirt i'm not asking you for a shirt i'm gonna buy one but the bad self shirt um oh. that thing is so cool um but it had colossians 3 9 and 10 which i had to go look up can i read it do you mind Aaron? go ahead absolutely uh, all right uh it says do not live to uh sorry I can't read my own notes now do not live to each other since you have taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. So where did all that come from for you guys? What does that say to you and why would you put it on a shirt?
0: Yeah. Um, so my brother, that's actually our, our, uh, other job. My brother and I have a graphic, um, design company. Um, we do a lot of work for bands like Disciples, Seventh Day, Firefly, and even bands like Dead Sin and all those great guys. Um, um, so Jared made the shirt, our drummer and my little brother. Um, and the song is called Bad Self. It's about, it's basically about sin. You know, um, you look in the mirror as a sinner and it's just, you get, there's so much shame. There's so much guilt involved, you know, and, um, we've you know we've been forgiven we've we've we have the opportunity to have a new self to put on a new self and that's kind of what the thought process was behind that um behind that thing you know letting the old self kind of burn away
1: yeah well real quick to wrap things up what's next for the protest what do you got lined up besides the ashes to new tour what do you got your sights set on
0: Sure. Um, great question. So yeah, um, we have this run coming up with those guys and then, um, a few dates in December, um, that we haven't posted yet that, that we're probably going to end the year on, um, November, we're going to spend maybe doing a music video, writing a lot. Um, we have a couple exciting things for fans, um, some extra content kind of stuff for fans that we're thinking about launching, um, sometime next year. And then, um, I, I don't know. I, I think, I think you'll see us out on the road a lot next year. Um, and I think, uh, there'll be some new music hopefully. So, nice. um, all those things, I, th- I think the first thing is we're going to start writing really hard because, uh, something I've found out, uh, in music, it's never too early to start writing. We just had an, a, a record come out, but, um, we tend to wait until we have to write to write. And we just want to start writing now and have tons of different options. Right, throw it in the Prince vault. You know, Prince had a vault. we yeah. just threw everything in there. Prince have a, uh, yeah. Prince has enough music to uh, last for a but long time. Here's here's what I always say. There's a
1: reason it's in the vault. <laughs>
0: right. There's yeah. a reason it didn't get right. released. Yeah.
4: Right.
1: <laughs> I've got a few episodes of our show that are in the vault.
6: <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Um, a so. You got uh, the protest coming up I mean uh, big stuff coming up for the protest you got more writing going on more recording going on you got the ashes to new uh, tour going around was that eight dates ten
0: dates yeah it's just uh, eight or ten dates um, so just kind of a run um, but we're 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 super excited about it you know we don't uh, we play a lot of clubs but we don't you know we don't get to do the club circuit Um all the time, so it's it's fun to take the ministry in in there. All know?
1: right, I got homework for you. Um, yep. okay. This is a homework assignment. I want to see you on aftershock next year because you guys will fit in, no joke, perfectly at aftershock. Um, all right, so you're on Rockfest Records, Sony as well, right?
0: Yeah, um, it they so it's it's it was Rockfest Sony now it's uh it's Rockfest Capital.
1: Oh, is that what it is? Okay. Yep. All kinds of mergers going on. Oh, uh, yeah. We got Josh, Adam on guitar, TJ on rhythm guitar, Jared on the drums, and the uh, the robot bass player for, yes. for the time being. Um, you know, I hear like Wolfgang Van Halen's out there doing his thing. He plays bass, if you want to check I, that. dude I actually out. <laughs> saw
0: Wolfgang live uh, a couple weeks ago.
1: How was it? We're going to uh-huh. see him this weekend.
0: With GNR?
1: Uh, no. He's at the AfterShock oh, Festival.
0: Oh, great! Yeah. yeah, dude, his band is fantastic. Um, I didn't know what to expect, but his voice is incredible, and he's a monster player. Yeah. because um, he actually plays um uh, lead guitar for the band. So nice. Um, and I I didn't I guess I just didn't realize that I just thought he played bass, but right. uh, yeah. So yeah, I think you'll be very very impressed. They sounded amazing.
1: Well, I'm bringing a big sign that says "Play Panama." so
0: <laughs> i'm sure i'm oh, sure you love that oh well, he,
1: he had a big blow up on on red lightly yeah he had a big blow up on social media he said i'm not playing f effing panama oh, so
6: funny
1: <laughs> yeah so um all right and uh, there was
5: one last thing i wanted to to hit you guys with but so you guys are on instagram oh, i know uh yeah where else can they follow you at
0: yeah man uh pretty much everywhere okay. uh instagram spotify apple music uh facebook youtube all that stuff yeah so um, it, they yeah. Gr- great
5: pictures on instagram yeah you uh, guys pop you up on my what? social media almost daily oh those pictures of you guys just rocking out on instagram are just fantastic oh, well, you know you, you just see those pictures you go oh that's a rock band right there <laughs>
0: <laughs> well we are very hairy and sweaty so that's half the battle
1: but you know what the picture on that you guys have on uh, spotify of you um yeah. you're looking all serious and tough guy and i'm like those that's not the protest that i know
0: <laughs> oh yeah it's it cracks people up because we are like you know in in rock and metal man i mean you can't smile in a right. shot you know i mean <laughs> but but we are probably like like we're you know we're big you know we're just big sweeties and that's not the attitude that we portray at all but uh in, in the pictures you know you got to look tough
1: yeah yeah you got to it's i think it's a rule <laughs> of rock and roll right
0: absolutely
1: um oh I know what I wanted to talk to you about, and I'm going to make it really fast, Aaron, because I know we got to get you going. But on your bio on your website, I took this out of it and it says they're sure to be used as a rallying theme song for college and pro sports. And I went, you are so right. You were so I don't know who wrote that, but you are so right. Because Aaron and I have been talking about uh, what what team is it that walks into Metallica? Uh, West Virginia. West Virginia comes into Inner Sandman. Or, and, I'm sorry, Virginia Tech. Oh, sorry. Okay, Virginia yeah. Tech. And I, I told Aaron I when I first watched that, I was like, you know, if I was on the opposing team, I might actually be a little afraid to play that game.
0: Oh. <laughs> Dude. Dude, uh, yeah. I watched footage of that uh, first game, their first game back after COVID, and the arena was just, I, it was insane. I'd be very, very intimidated.
5: Right. <laughs> Yeah, I was watching Wisconsin, Michigan this weekend, and they the beginning of the fourth quarter, they play uh House of Pain, Jump Around. And, oh, yeah, e- and yeah. even yeah. the Michigan fans were just going up and down. It going hard. A, I, I it, love that, man. It creates a great atmosphere. All right. Absolutely. So,
1: Josh, thank you for coming on the show. It's the protest. They are uh the new album is called Josh. Death Stare. Death Stare. And um uh, You're on Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, uh, just everywhere. The protest is everywhere. Everywhere on the internet. It's like May of 2020 all over again. There's protest everywhere. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) All right. Josh, thanks for coming on the show. I appreciate your time and uh, look forward to even more great stuff coming out from the protest. Are we going to do another song here? Oh, yes. uh, What are we doing, Aaron? Uh, another great song for the another protest. great song from the protest. That means he doesn't have it ready yet, but yeah. he will. All right, all right. Thanks, brother.
0: Hey, no problem, guys. Much love. We'll see you soon. All righty. Hey, this is
1: Steve from the word sixty six, and you are listening to the dynamic duo of podcasters,
6: Aaron and Dave on Rock Radio.
1: Rocksoft MuseCast experience with Aaron and Dave. Aaron. Yeah.
5: Aftershock. Yeah, we already covered it a little bit. but You know, it's like Christmas it to me. Oh, my gosh. Aftershock is
1: like Christmas to me.
5: Christmas in October. Yeah, when I told you, I was kind of thinking about, nah, I don't know if I'm going 2022. And you put me on the spot the last show. I was like, you know, maybe not because, you know, I'm going to have Christmas in July or September with uh, the crew, whatever. But you looked at me like, you want coal? You went cold for Christmas? <laughs> gave, gave me that look. So, but I, I tell you what, we're gonna play some um, just some beginnings of songs. And I tell you what, skillet started with this song and really pump up the crowd. You, you know, know? I, I gotta I noticed
1: this about and I don't know if I mentioned it to you, but I noticed this about John Cooper that night. I noticed it about a lot of bands. They were feeding off the crowd because um, yes, while a lot of these bands are on tour, this was a different crowd. I mean, it really was a different crowd than I had seen at past aftershocks or other concerts that I go to. Because everybody was just joyous to be there. Everybody was in a good mood and happy, and uh, there wasn't a lot of nonsense going on
5: that I saw. No, I didn't see any of that. Um, I'm sure there was. And I was hoping there would be to show my son, my son who went with the first time that the nonsense that does go on. Yeah. but it it was a real mild yeah crowd everybody was just enjoying
1: themselves and uh but it seemed like the crowd during skillet would fire up and john cooper would feed off of that and he'd get a lot more energy and then the crowd would get more energy and he'd get
5: more energy and did you notice that at all yeah i noticed it with the band before that too and we're gonna play a Clip for theirs too right. It was on right before them But go ahead Favorite from uh, Skillet Oh the opening Was fantastic Um, Not my favorite But this was great How they Came in Sick sick of it Oh man Yeah You know I like How they really come on Like one at a time too So everybody can cheer As they come on That's You know Well and uh, You know This song really Pumped
1: up the crowd This was the one That I noticed That the crowd Really got into it So,
5: well, he was into it. Yeah. As soon as the crowd got into it, he he fed off. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. He, he definitely fed off the crowd that night. And then right before them was, um, oh my gosh, pop evil. Oh yeah. Pop evil. Pop evil right before. And uh, man, that guy, if I was skillet or some other band and I needed an opener to pump up the crowd right before I came on, um, I'd be getting Pop evil on tour with me well they were on tour with them yes uh
1: this is my favorite pop evil song but uh this seemed to be the crowd's favorite too yeah well it's the it's the big one yeah but uh man it talk about another
5: guy that was just like happy to be there man i tell you what the sound people at aftershock now again it's not too hard on the um, out, outdoor events To screw up the sound But they pumped the bass For some of these songs That yeah. were heavy in bass Yeah And you could just feel it In your heart Yeah They were pumping it Was the sound like perfect? Oh, it was great Yeah And the lights Yeah You know, it enhanced yeah. To me, it enhanced Volby's uh, oh, Stage presence So yeah, we'll, Volby sounded great them. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, uh, this one's called Footsteps. It's from Pop Evil. That's our big song. Okay. But uh, this is, I, I got to throw this in. They did this one too, Walking Or Waking Lions. Yeah. Yeah. This is another good song from them.
5: They, did they close with this or did they close with the other one? I think they closed with this one. Okay. And then um, a band that I was like, oh, you know, I'll check them out. Um. Oh, you mentioned them uh they said there was like 2.6 million people there. What? Oh, Offspring. Offspring. Yeah. New yeah. started with the O. Yeah. Um they they were fantastic. I'm definitely, you know, if I see a uh Offspring Cedar Pop Evil ticket next year. Yeah, they're Oh um, my
1: gosh. They are um they are just a solid band, true professionals. Uh you know, the last time I saw Offspring was at Aftershock. And they lost their mic. Uh, The lead singer lost his mic. I mean, he didn't lose it. He had the mic, but they lost the sound. And uh, so the band kept playing, but you couldn't hear him singing. Nothing happened like that this year. But it was, you know what he did? This is what really impressed me with Dexter. His name is Dexter. Um, He didn't stop singing. He knew that nobody could hear him. He didn't stop singing. He didn't wave at the sound guy. He didn't throw the mic down. He didn't have a temper tantrum. None of that stuff. He just went on like nothing was wrong, and it picked right back up. You know, they fixed the problem. Picked right back up. Um, I'm trying to find
5: a decent uh, Offspring (laughs) song. Isn't there? Isn't there a top one? Pretty clean. Um, Uh, Show approval.
1: just, this is here's one of my favorites, and okay. they and they played this that night. Okay, I like this song.
5: And that's what they sound like in concert, but more pumped up. Yeah, you know, yeah, very solid. Man. Yeah. They, they I mean they've got so many songs. Now they've I've been, so been seeing on um Instagram and some news articles um one artist had some trouble. Um got booed a little bit, got some stuff thrown at him. I'm
1: not even going to play anything cuz I don't know any of his stuff. Yeah, but But Machine,
5: Machine Gun and, Kelly. Yeah, he, he you know, he he had some fan reaction, you know, in a in a bad way. I mean well, there was people who were cheering for him that like him, but he definitely your uh, your your favorite band. Seether that night called him squirt gun Kelly. Yeah, uh, so I I, but, I don't want to go with the negativity. But I'm um, going to tell had, you what he had some trouble. Uh, I thought he put on a great show. Yeah, I, and I'm not a fan. Yeah, I saw a picture where Branch was uh, in the picture being thrown at him.
1: So. Yeah, there was lots of stuff being thrown at him. Um, and he and again, he started he, a he started a feud with Slipknot. Corey Taylor and Slipknot, and uh, Slipknot fans are a bit rabid, and so
5: uh, the crowd turned on him, which I'm, is
1: unfortunate yeah, because not, he put
5: on a decent show. Yeah, I'm not um, condoning anything like that, but you know, you you get what you ask for, and yeah. I think he, I, uh, you know, you had he, to know this. He poked this, the beehive, man. Yeah, he had to know this. Forty thousand uh, uh, ticket sold. Aftershock. Yeah, uh, was coming up. Yeah. so Cedar was fantastic um exactly what I wanted um from them came out and just played that's what I want from a band like that I had it, no idea that um they're they have another guy who sings vocals too um oh man oh, this is my yeah. favorite this is what drew me to Cedar Yeah. And so I had no idea though They have two vocalists In the band now uh, one guy sings Most of the stuff But the other guy um, He carries some vocals too Yeah So um, Fantastic Yeah This song's called Remedy Yeah And so Oh
1: man you listened to him sing all day long. Yeah, it was a great show. And, yeah, he, and like I you know, said, they just stand there and play. Yeah, he was shooting
5: um, skeet in the back,
1: uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. and... and uh, they came out in like flannel and stuff. Oh, yeah. They uh, looked like hunters. Uh,
5: uh, jeans, beards, yeah. you know, hey, we're, we're Seether, and we've taken time from our hunting trip to mm-hmm. play for you all. That's, you know, we're just doing this to pay for uh, our recreational now, one you know, of the bands. They'd be a perfect band to be on. Uh, what was that show with the guys with the beards and all that? Uh, the, Duck, uh, Duck, Duck, Duck Dynasty? Yeah. yeah. there would be on Duck Dynasty. Yeah. I don't think Metallica would be, ever be on a Duck Dynasty show. but I could see Seether, Seether band there. Yeah, yeah, Seether. Definitely. Um,
1: now, one band that uh, I was looking forward to and was more. They gave me more than I wanted. It was Rancid. Okay. Okay. You saw Rancid, didn't you? Yes, I went over there. Yep. What'd you think? Punk? Yeah, they were fun, though, weren't they? Yeah, they they were.
5: I think every band was fun. I, I, You know, um, I am not a fan of uh, a band just cussing constantly. I just, I want you to play. I don't want you to, I want you to play. You only have 35 minutes or 45 minutes to play during the day. I don't want you out swearing or whatever i just want you to play and and, and be positive you know yeah. we we just went through 18 months of just no concert hell where it's just negativity no we can't have concerts no we can't do this no we can't do that i just want to get up and go, hey we can prove we can have a huge event like that where everybody can play and so that's what i liked about this band um the band that played right after rancid i think Oh, Dropkick Murphys. No, I think they played before. I'm trying to think. Oh, Social Social Distortion. distortion. They were a lot of fun. They were. It didn't
1: speak to me, but I'm not a huge Social D fan, so.
5: Well, we were there waiting, you know, um, for Metallica. Yeah. And they just, they were there and had a great time now your son went and saw uh, i forget the other big band oh rise against rise against yeah he he's, he's a big rise great. against fan yeah, and he said like this we happened on um, to take a little detour over to the small stage and see uh detective uh Tutuela. yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> for, ice tea know, and body count yeah and man,
1: I, he should not have been on that small stage. No, they, massive. They should have put Machine Gun Kelly on that small stage because they were playing at the same well, time. there
5: was a lot of trees over there, Dave, so you could have uh, imagined what would have happened to Machine Gun Kelly know, with man. all the branches on the ground in that, that area. But he, um, I showed Don some of the videos. I'm like, well, you know, this is not Detective Tequila, This is uh, yeah. ice Tea, and um, she was watching she's like okay you, you can change it now but now, uh he, i tell you what though he, he gives a hundred percent yeah show i yep. mean you know he was like asking you know because we were one of the videos showed like the mosh pit showed yep. him and then showed the mosh pit on youtube and don's like really they walk around just like flame their bodies at each other i go that's what that's it is, what honey. they do but he yep. was like hey let's go let's go and um he was great we only stayed for like four songs but great um yep and then we had to head over i think we were going to see another one on the one of the other well, stages you know uh, one of the bands that i really wanted to see
1: was wolfgang van halen's band and he didn't disappoint
5: No, what's the band called um it starts with the m it's called mammoth mammoth wvh and this is this is uh don't back down Mammoth
1: was the original name of Van Halen, and they changed it to Van Halen. So that's why Eddie Van Halen's son's band is named Mammoth. W V H. So he was really
5: good. Yeah, um, I would like to see them. You know, open for somebody, whatever, yeah. and it'd be great. It'd be I think songs. I think
1: that um, in time they could be a headliner. Yeah, yeah, but. Uh, you know, he's, uh yes, he's got to step up, obviously, you know, he's Eddie Van Halen's son, so he's already got that, you know, ahead of the game, but it's still a new band, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's still a new band and people don't know who they are and uh, they've got a great sound and he's not, he's not leaning on Eddie, you know, he wants to make it his own.
5: Yeah. Now we can talk about Metallica. Um, you like the Friday night performance. I like the Sunday. Um, enough said. There. Great band. Um, Social Club. I mean, um, oh Social gosh. Club Misfits yeah. were not there. We're yeah. sorry to tell you. But um, what's the Misfits? The original the misfits, misfits were there. Yeah. And you know, a guy at work who's a huge Misfits fan mm-hmm. said they were fantastic. He loved them. So I'm just going to go with uh, his opinion of their performance because it really didn't, as you said, didn't speak to me. Um, but he 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 only went Saturday night to see the misfits and uh, he thought I thought they, were, they put on a great show yeah he he was blown away he loved it and so um to all the people that love misfits um they put on a great show and hopefully they'll do some more dates um, yeah I the thought they future. put on a
1: great show you uh got to see your favorite Metallica oh, song gosh. this is yeah. what went
5: when they said they were gonna do the black album, because they did the little video thing before the black album showed some pictures from when they did it, I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is this is what I came for. This is why I paid my three hundred and fifty bucks <laughs> right here." And plus, I paid three hundred and fifty bucks to some other great bands too. There's no doubt. But the, I mean, the reason I went, I think the reason everybody goes to uh, these big uh, festivals is the headliner. And they didn't disappoint. They were incredible. Um, th- another thing I was surprised with is uh, the background vocals of the other two were, were great. They oh, yeah. Great harmonies. I liked how they set up um, the lead singer, James. Yeah. They set up different mics along this huge stage for him to go to to sing his parts. Right. That was fantastic. Uh, it was great. So. And here's my... Uh- Give me fuel, give me fire, give me that which I desire. They played this Friday? They, they played this Friday. This was okay. one of the closers.
1: Yeah, I I, I Big flames coming off the top
5: of the stage yeah. and pyrotechnics. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And so they were great. So uh, Aftershock, a great festival. Um, you are like, I don't know if I should go or not, come out of state, travel. There are people you know. from
1: all over the world that come to Aftershock.
6: Yeah.
5: Now, not, you might not have seen
1: many of them this year because of all the travel restrictions. But, yes, there are people from Australia and New Zealand and England.
5: and They come to aftershock. They come to Sacramento, which blows me away. And I will tell you, Danny Wehmer does a great job. Uh, I was a little afraid of the vaccination uh covet test type thing how fast that would go went it was very super fast super fast very easy they had it together man yeah they had these wristbands you just kind of they kind of checked your bags as you went in you know they didn't do it like a body search they just say you know making sure you didn't have anything wrong uh you had a wristband you you scan the wristband boom you were in and it was just an enjoyable. Experience.
1: Now, did you uh, did you attach your your credit or debit
5: card to your wristband so you didn't have to? I did pull out your wallet all I, the time. I, I did, but I didn't use it. I did it for my son because I was paying for his meals and stuff. How and did so, it work out for it worked, you? It, great. Yeah, he said some of the vendors didn't have, and I just gave him some cash. Yeah. gave him cash back after he, he used his ATM it, card. I thought it worked great.
1: I yeah. I did it with mine. It worked fantastic. I loved it because I didn't have to dig in my pockets or worry about. I didn't. If I didn't want to bring my wallet, I didn't have to bring my wallet. Um, that was nice. The although afterwards, I thought about it and I thought about all the people that partake a little too much at these festivals and. Yeah, there was a couple of people down and out. I am going to bet there were some empty bank accounts on Monday morning. <laughs> because yeah. if you don't have to whip out your wallet, you don't notice that you're spending, oh, I don't know, a few hundred dollars for drinks.
5: Yeah. <laughs> and, and, I mean, and food. Again, I would tell people the prices are too much, but it's the only place you're going to get food. You're going to spend all day there. And and, and yeah. you have to include all of that it's like going to Disneyland. You know if you're buying food at Disneyland, you're paying yeah. more than and, if and you have, went outside. And you have to include all that in the total um, cost Yeah, if you're going to go to these festivals. So, yep. well, it was a fun experience. Aftershock
1: 2021 in the can, counting yeah. down the days to Aftershock
5: 2022. I'm going to get my tickets, man. Christmas in October. Mm-hmm. This is the Rock Salt Meese Cast Experience.
3: This is Chris with the band Fallstar. You're listening to the Rock Salt Music Cast experience
6: with Dave and Aaron. I hope you enjoy the show. Sweet baby, little lambs of God.
1: Rock Salt Music Cast experience with Aaron and Dave back once again with Chris from Fallstar. Dude, where did you come up with this name Fallstar? Because that's, I mean, is it like fallen star or what? What is it?
3: Yeah, if you read like YouTube comments, it's like when Satan fell from heaven <laughs> to Earth, and that's where we get all our Luciferian connections, and that's why we're the most satanic Christian band around. <laughs> oh, that's great! True. Yeah, it's just our last name backwards. It's just Ratzlaff is star Oh wow. Yeah. I, I didn't know that.
5: Yeah, did you know that, Aaron? the letters phonetically? No, I did not. It was good, though. <laughs> now yeah, I know. The other th- stuff was really good. <laughs> you, uh, you, you new songs do you on like the al-
1: other story better? Is that what you're saying yeah, there? All right, Chris, was, stick was, yeah. with that story from now on. It's not about
5: your name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, on your new album, there's some kids at the beginning of one of the songs. I can't, you know, name. Yeah. Is, is that your kids?
3: Yeah, yeah, that's my oldest, Lockie, and then my middle son, Cannon. Okay. Now, yeah. how old are your kids? Now, they're six and three. Do so they, then when they? Oh, I'm when sorry. When they recorded it, they were two and five. Oh, wow. So, the littlest one was just learning to talk. Okay, so do and they? And that is their favorite song, I bet. Oh, yeah. We're
1: on it. it. Do they totally, <laughs> excuse me, do they totally just, like, get into it and think it's cool doing this stuff? Or is it, ah, dad's at it again.
3: I think they, well, they know all the songs. Cause I listen to all the demos constantly in the car with them. So they sing along to them. Um, and then like only this recent run when I went out, then they wanted to form a band when I left. So they nice. got out one of my guitars and they got out some drums and they were like, I'm in a band like dad. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. It
5: makes you feel good. Do, do yeah. you ask them in the back? How's that one? And they go like, was it a one, a two, Fish. a three <laughs> four? you know, they they <laughs> just you for you. Ah. Daddy Bird, yeah. scrap that one. and yeah. That one's really good. That's going to be a hit. <laughs> yeah, they don't like the songs
3: with just screaming. They're like, oh. turn it off. They, don't, they like they like the melody. Okay. Um, but I got to kid- get my daughter on this next record. I'm trying to find a spot where she can talk. Oh. Get, her, so. get her to scream. Get her to do <laughs> some screaming. She screams. She
1: screams.
5: Aren't <laughs> kids grand, though? I mean, they just tell you what they think right right away.
1: Yeah, they do.
5: Well, you know, it's the brutal honesty. (laughs) That's
1: right. You know, I wish we could all just go through life with the mindset of a child. Wouldn't that be just fantastic? (laughs) We could be brutally honest with somebody and they wouldn't get offended. They'd just be like, ah, whatever. Okay, let's go play. Dad, I only love
3: mommy.
6: Yeah. <laughs> oh,
1: we're gonna, it's My favorite. I, 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 you know, I'm not a shrink. I did take a psychology <laughs> class in high school, I, but it sounds like
5: we're getting kind of deep here. You know, <laughs> something you want to open up about, Chris?
1: <laughs>
5: <laughs> hey, uh, um, tell me about the song. My favorite song on the album, um, "Cloud Chamber." Mm-hmm. Talk about that song. Um. Let me remember how it goes real quick.
1: Maybe if you had asked him a question about the song instead of telling him to tell oh, you about the song. Uh, that that would that would be good.
3: I think it's just like about um I I guess it would be like reveling in the times where you feel free or like where you're like those few moments in life where you just feel like um, like a zeal for life or like where like you go outside and like everything's beautiful and you're like, wow, it's amazing to be alive. Like it's like one of those. And <clears throat> for me, like I don't have those moments very often. Like I have like pretty bad depression a lot and like I'm on like lots of medication to help with that which has helped a lot um but yeah I think it's just like basking in those moments where it like it feels really good to be alive <laughs> and,
6: okay like, I get you I know, and that's yeah.
3: like a rare thing for me so it's like yeah well let me get deep for just
1: a second then since you brought it up I hope you don't mind me asking. Mm -hmm. Do you, uh, uh, since you say you battle with depression, do you find that jumping on stage and feeding off the energy of a crowd is like the antithesis? Like that is the natural drug to bring you out of a depression or is it just kind of
3: status quo and you're kind of in the zone? Yeah. I don't, I don't think there's many highs like performing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, I I don't get to do it as much as I I want to, so like, I can't depend on that to keep me stabilized, you know. But um, but yeah, it definitely will get you there to a a really nice baseline. It, it, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm gonna
1: please don't take offense to the way I say this, but it's like the junkie looking for his next fix, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. it's it's not, you know. Uh, Dennis Leary said a long time ago that. In one of his acts he said, you know, some people go through life thinking that life should be just all sunshine and pixies and you know, and he goes it's not. It's the little things in life. It's the 5 minute cigarette that is the you know, for you it's the jumping on stage for a couple hours. It's the little things that we that tie it together and everything else is just kind of mundane life that we all live but we don't, and he didn't say this, but we don't put that out on Facebook for everybody to see because it's mundane. Mm,
3: Yeah. And like, since we're not like touring a ton anymore these days, like I write every night. And so that's also another like recording is like not super fun for me because you're like playing everything perfect and you're trying to get everything right and it takes a lot of like work like physical and mental work um but the writing process where I'm just writing out songs and I'm doing that all day long in my head and singing it into voice memos and then by the time I get my like one or two hours at night when my kids are asleep then those like that's like my heaven, like where I'm just like putting together a song and like figuring out melodies and like structure and everything. And that's something I constantly do, like every single day. Like I I like for this Sunbreather album I had, I think the final was around 60 songs that I had finished and then I ch- we chose 11 of those. So it's just like, I'm constantly writing. So with this next like crowdfund and stuff, like I have, I'm just releasing some B sides just cause I have so much material that'll never get out there. I want to just let people hear just a little bit of it and see that it's not like that, not like if you're writing constantly, you're going to have some bad songs too, which I think is kind of fun to see like what the bad ones are. So Right. Well, I mean, I have bad shows. <laughs> you know, I'm yeah. just talking, man. Um,
1: well, so when you're writing, I got to assume that you are a fan of the Screamo style of music in order mm-hmm. to write and perform that, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, uh, I, I've i always found it interesting when, when I I hear an interview or I talk to somebody that's in a rock band and, you know, and, and I think that they're listening to the same music I am and they're like, oh, no, I'm just a huge Barry Manilow fan. I just do that for work, you
3: know? <laughs> um I definitely don't listen to hardcore, heavy, screamo music at all. Oh, so you do listen I'm, to the Barry Manilow?
6: <laughs> I listen to like
3: uh, like drum and bass, like electronic you. music. Like oh, uh, really? All right, cool. Yeah, like or like video game music, like because I I could listen to heavy music but like I want my ideas to be my own and like I just get super paranoid that like I'll hear what's popping at the moment and I'll get sucked into being like oh I should put out something like this like I've had like that whole backdraft record was a struggle for me because I was so influenced at like by what was sounding like what I was hearing at the time that I don't feel like it's the most authentic songwriting I've ever done in a record. Mm. And I felt so much pressure for it to be good that I started looking to outside bands and seeing what they were doing. And so after that record, I just don't listen to anything current in my genre anymore. (laughs) I hear you. Well, now you did say that you put it on in the car with the
1: kids and stuff like that. Um, and I'm assuming that's mostly because you're trying to brush up on the songs and stuff like that because you might go perform or something. But do you ever just slide your own stuff on and and just like rock out to your own stuff?
3: Because I would assume that you write songs that you like. Yeah, I want to write my next favorite record. Yeah, for sure. I think by the time the album is out, I'm already listening to demos for the next record, so like I haven't listened to Sunbreather. Well, I did listen for a little bit to freshen up for the last tour, but lately in the car, all I've been listening to is the next record that I have written and sharpening it up. And
5: nice, yeah. nice, yeah, that's that's cool. Uh, yeah. When can we expect that? When is the next uh, album slate? I would, I would like
3: it to be early 2022, but. There's no way that'll happen with like um, vinyl production. It's like at a year now. So I'm thinking end of 2022, like October, November. Just in time for Christmas, Aaron. Yeah, I know. (laughs) You can get your order in now. It's a stock and stuffer for next year. Yeah, it's all written, though. It's really, really good. Like, I hope you like it as much as Sunbreather. I think it's just as good. So I'm very excited for everyone to hear it. And um, I just have to record it now. And you're, and you're crowdfunding this one. Yes. Yes. Awesome. So
1: how can people get in on the crowdfunding?
3: Um, so we'll start it probably sometime in November, early November, I'm thinking. Of 21. And yeah. So in like a couple of weeks, I guess. Okay. Yeah. And we just have a bunch of cool stuff that we're offering for the crowdfund only. So like. Like, uh, we're giving out the reference tracks for Sunbreather. So, all the demos before they were mixed and everything, people can hear oh, wow. some of the weird ideas that were on them and stuff that didn't make it to the record. And then, releasing five B sides from this current record and from Sunbreather and from Future Golden Age. So, some of the songs that almost made those records but didn't. So, releasing five of those and then nine cover songs from the last crowdfund, and then at least three new cover songs. So there's just a whole bunch of cool audio stuff that people will be able to hear. And like a limited vinyl that's only available through the crowdfund and t-shirts and sweatshirts. So now you said there's going to be three covers. Can you, can you tell me what the the covers are? Well, I'm not sure. Is that a secret? No, it's not a secret. Um, I really want to, I haven't narrowed it down to three yet, but, um, one's one that I've really wanted to do was, um, dragula by rob zombie oh nice i love that song yeah it's such a just a good yeah it's got a driving rhythm to it
1: (laughs) Yeah. yeah
3: it's so dope and then i want to do like a demon hunter song um that life war song would be really fun that's one of my favorite songs ever written and then maybe like a taking back sunday cute without the e or let me see what else i had oh and then and then I wanted to do like the Ramones Pet Cemetery, And then I wanted oh, cool. to do Jumper from Third Eye Blind. So nice. we'll see what ends up happening. Now now
1: that's, no pun intended, that's a jump. Since, I mean, Fall Star is not really Third Eye Blind. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I love Third Eye Blind. Do <laughs> you? Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Third uh, Eye I won't Blind say. and like Jimmy Eat World. Yeah. Oh, oh, you're killing me now. Yeah.
4: <laughs> No, now, no now, Jimmy
5: E World loud.. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a Christmas song in there? Uh no, no, okay. <laughs> okay. All right That's, That's I don't fine. like Christmas songs. Okay? That's cool. That's but, fine. That's cool. But it,
3: I I think Christmas albums are such a cool idea, but like, I just don't like Christmas songs. I like a few of like the old hymns, like the old school ones. But then anything else, I just can't can't do it. But I think it would be an awesome
5: thing for a band to release. Like I wish I could, but I could I wouldn't make it. Yeah. Well, it's not, not for everybody. I I'm a huge grandma got run over by a reindeer uh, song. <laughs> Another and, and Dave, one. And, and, uh. Dave, and Dave hits that. But I just heard the updated version or whatever from the band called Grey Robber. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Grandma, got grandma got eaten by, by a, a zombie. zombie. Grandma got oh my <laughs> eaten Gosh. by a zombie. It's, <laughs> Uh, on our Christmas show, we're going to be playing that song. <laughs> that is, that is great. Well, you know, That's they did perfect. a, they did a
1: cover of another Christmas song as well. And which is by the way, one of my favorite Christmas songs, which is the kinks father Christmas. Okay. Uh, you, you don't know the kinks father Christmas. Uh-uh. Oh, you're a punk fan. I know because huh. you mentioned the Ramones. Yeah. Go check out the kinks father Christmas. You might actually fall in love with a
3: Christmas song oh i guess there's one christmas song i like um shoot it's he likes Galway. it so much he can't remember the name yeah i know <laughs> me and my wife uh sing it at every christmas party together and like for all our friends and i forget he's looking it um, up Aaron. yeah it's like that song he goes like in the boys of the NYPD choir we're singing way bay I don't oh, know this one. No yeah. use for a name covered it. The bells were ringing out for Christmas Day. It's
5: really good. Mm. Anyways. If you I, find I'll that, man, that. let me know. I'll I'll check that out. So you ever thought about bringing the uh, wife on for a duet on the album? Nope. False, she won't do it. She, I've tried. Oh, tried. my gosh. <laughs> I've tried. Yeah. I, oh, I've
1: been, I've been very tale br- of
3: New York. That's what it is. Fair.
1: Who does that? I'm going to check the, it out. The Pogues. Oh, the Really yeah, I don't, I'm writing this down so I can check it out later. The Pogues, yeah, I, and I, it's called "The Fairy Tale of
3: New York." The fairy tale um, of New but York. the 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 band that covered it that got me into the song is no use for a name. So I've, no use for a name. I've heard of Fairy them. Tale of New York. Yeah, they're an amazing band. I I loved that band. Their singer died, so there's no more of that. But oh, really? They I love all their records. Yeah. so good
1: well that's cool um i i assume that you're a punk fan because you like i yes. said you mentioned the ramones um yeah is uh well there's got to be some punk influence i listened to uh yeah. you guys today and it, i mean it's more screamo than it is punk but there's punk influence in there absolutely yeah do you get a lot of punk fans at your shows i mean is there a big prayer pit no, <laughs> that's
3: what I call the
6: mosh pit, the prayer pit
3: no, no punk, no, not a lot of punk people are into our music, but that's the music that I first heard like after Michael W. Smith. I well, that's think. a jump too, so- yeah, that's all I was listening to, and then I heard m x p x and Bad Religion and no effects, and I had no idea that kind of music existed, and it just yeah. blew my mind all right, so I got a
1: homework assignment for you, Chris um. Michael W. Smith goes punk. That's your next album. There you go.
6: <laughs>
1: That's it. <laughs> go west, now, young man, punk style. Yeah. <laughs>
5: now I know you said you got into to writing. Is it was that an influence? Was Michael W. Smith influence in your writing? I mean, he it, to me, he's one of the best Christian writers of all time. I mean, he's written mm. some very good songs. Yeah, he's great. Uh, maybe subconsciously, okay,
3: but. I think when i first started writing songs it was all like before i played like bass guitar or anything it was all like taking mxpx melodies and like remaking the lyrics that's how i started like writing music and then i bought a bass and then everything sounded like mxpx and for a really long time (laughs) so (laughs) okay now i've always wondered this
1: so i'm gonna shoot the question to you i haven't asked this question of anyone do you find it difficult to write songs or does it just come to you? Because I couldn't rhyme anything to save my life, but you know, as I drive home or to work, I'm always thinking of something I'm going to say during the show. So mm-hmm. I'm constantly thinking and jotting yeah. stuff down and that sort of thing, but, um, Is it kind of the same for you when you're writing a song? It's like, ah, I'm cruising to work. and Oh yeah. It's pretty good melody. I'm going to,
3: is that the way it works? Yeah, absolutely. It's just all day long. I'm constantly thinking about like two or three songs that I'm writing at the moment. And like, I used to have to like have a tape voice memo around with me, but now everything's on your phone. So like I have like, thousands of voice memos on my phone and occasionally I just sort through them and sort like what kind of songs they'll be for. And I categorize them and everything. But yeah, I'm const- like constantly thinking of stuff. And so I write a lot of bad songs, but then I write good songs in there too. It's just like that exercise of like, it's like obsessive. Like I just, it's not something I try to be like, Oh, I need to write this song. It's, it's more just like, that's what I want to do. And I've always, at least for the last like 20 years it's all I felt like I like I just need to do it and it's not like I need to do it because I need to make a good record or like I hope someone will hear this it's just like that's what my mind does and it has to do that for some reason and so like I'm just constantly writing all day long like when I wake up in the morning I'll have stuff and then when I'm going to bed, I'm still singing stuff into my phone or I'll wake up in the middle of the night. I'm like, Oh my gosh, there's a lead And then like, it's just constant. So do you find that your wife is like, honey,
1: just go back to sleep enough already. All right.
3: No, no, she gets it. Like we'll be out at dinner and I'm like, I got to go to the bathroom. I got to, I got to, I got to part. I got to get out of this area, right. Record it. So like, it's just Part
5: of our lives. It, it's, it's funny. It's what happens. I, I think she knew this going in. Yeah. You know, yeah. into <laughs> the marriage. Married a rock star. <laughs> yeah, married a guy. <laughs> this is the way it goes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, since you're writing all the time, you have your studio right there. I mean, you got all mm-hmm. your guitars on the wall. Are you in your studio?
3: Yeah. Yeah, this little six by eight room is where... The last couple of records have been made. At least yeah, the Northlander one, Sunbreather, and then Future Golden Age were all in this little box. And like I have my recording um like vocal booth thing right here. And all your processors yeah. and all that, or I mean, I literally have an interface, a mic, and a guitar cable. Yeah, that's like, amazing. That's it. Like my interface is just the apogee duet too. It's like a ten-year-old interface but the preamps sound really good yeah everything sounds so good now it's almost like uh if you want to get that old
1: uh analog sound like dave grohl did for one of his albums you got to go to a studio that's got a monster just to get that old sound anymore (laughs) because yep uh the studio fits on a desk now
5: well that's what they gotta Mm -hmm. do develop an app So you can get the old school sound.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Somebody's working on that. Jot that down, man. Well, (laughs) so uh, that's gotta be helpful though. Right. Because I mean, when you really got something, you can just jam it out.
3: Yeah. And we couldn't exist as a band, like maybe 15 years ago. Like there's no way we could afford to do it. And like, there's no way we could write. Like we wouldn't be a band, but since we're born in the future, I'm just so thankful that we're able to get songs onto the computer and like we can pay someone to mix and it sounds really, really good. Now, did so you it's... do any work in the studio, like on the first album or anything like that? Yeah. The first three we did in studios and do you, But it drove me nuts. Cause like, I felt like it was just such a waste of time. Really? Cause like we were in one of the studios we were in for a month and it's like a really nice studio, really expensive, but like, especially for vocals I'm like I know when what I'm singing is what we should be keeping so like like I need to do it again like or like no that one was it I need that and like if someone else is telling me like no try it this way or try it this way I'm like dude I have thought about this for the last couple years straight like I know what's best for this so like it's like I just felt like it was such a waste of time and like, I can do it myself super easy. So it drove me bananas. And so when I finally resolved to just do it myself, it just made everything way
5: easier. And, I cheaper you. you're, and so you're producing your own material now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Are you, are you currently producing anybody else's material or anything? Are um, you, are you, no, you I've tried been asked
3: and I, and I, I, dabbled in that a little bit, but I just, I don't have time. Like I barely have enough time to do what I want to do. And so then it just feels real bad if I barely have time to do what I want to do. And then I'm doing something that someone else wants to do. So like, I, I would love it if I could get paid for that. And if I had the time for it, but like, I mean, paid. Yeah. To justify it. Like, yeah. So like a full-time pay. We all want to get paid like that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I, 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 I dabbled in that for a little bit and I'm like, no, I just, I want to, I want to keep music for myself and I want to do it for myself. So do you find that uh, it changes the creativity
1: or performance doing it in your home versus doing it in a studio?
3: Um, yeah, I think it's better. You better like it better. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I could take my time or like, yeah, it's just better. And yeah. there's no stress. Like I know I'm not burning, you know, some on dollars an hour. If I can't nail this part, like without that stress, then I'm just like, it's so much easier for me to track guitars and vocals and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I, I get you.
1: I mean, it's, yeah. it's nice jumping in, uh, out of bed and straight into your studio.
3: I mean, that's yeah. a really nice
1: thing. So. I'm like an
3: evangelist for that, for other bands. I'm like, don't <laughs> pay a studio to do this. Like you can do it. You yeah. can do this yourself and like, just spend your money on the mix. The mix is all that matters. So yeah. uh, real quick. Cause
1: I, I know we got to wrap this up side projects. You got any side projects going on?
3: Yeah. Northlander Northlander. What's that one about? It's um like moody rock, a little bit spacey matchbox 20 yeah
2: exactly jimmy <laughs> <GB> world
3: <laughs> yeah it's it's um more clean guitars but still detuned pretty low and we just have one record that's on facetown records forces of light and that's a really good record
5: and like it's, it's
3: on it's on spotify
5: yeah yeah it's everywhere yeah Yeah.
1: so northlander
5: it, yeah i yeah. played we were doing the rock salt radio thing i would i had one song on our radio station it's on dice, cool. It's, good, oh, nice. Yeah, nice. it's good. Thank album.
1: you. Yeah, yeah. We used to do a live, well, recorded live, more radio style show. Uh, we had mm. a radio station going, and then uh, we we ran. <laughs> it was just
5: like you didn't have time. It
1: was a lot of yeah. work. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot of work. Yeah, it, it wasn't as good.
5: And so we've done this um, since uh, last February, and uh, it's it's getting better and better.
1: Yeah, we can whip you know? through a show pretty quick now, where it yeah. used to take us
5: like three hours or so. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> even though we've known each other since we were teenagers, and we're both fifty now, oh, that's awesome. Uh, um It took a while for us to get in sync, with yeah. each other, and now it's it's pretty easy. And so you you know how it is with you and your brother. It probably took you a while. Then you know antics he, he, on stage. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> you, do you guys mess with each other on stage? No.
1: Oh, see, no, we I don't. would totally do that. <laughs> I talked to bands that have siblings and everybody says the same no we don't mess with i would totally mess with my brother every <laughs> single time
3: no oh, i mean we all like spit on each other but that's just like funny that's but, like, just yeah, rock and roll yeah, yeah it's right just, it's just supposed to be wet and sweaty yeah but yeah no we just laugh a lot but
5: yeah we i don't i don't ever like touch him <laughs> um Now, again, um, you said Northlander, uh, any future projects for that? The side project or is that?
3: uh... Yeah, yeah. I I wanted to do another album in 2022. So we'll see if I can get around to it. I I had it done, but then it was just sounding too folksy. So I cut half the songs. So I have like five really good ones. And so, but I don't think I want to do an EP. Those are always like so disappointing to me when I hear like one of my favorite bands is putting on an EP. So I'm just like, uh, I mean, not that I'm not that we're anyone's favorite band, but I just want to, I like the, the delivery of a full package, like a full thought process of like 10 or more songs. And I, something cohesive. I agree. I agree with you on that. I, I get a little disappointed
1: when like a uh, uh, vector vector, just put out an album and I'm a huge vector fan and I love this album. And I was a little disappointed. That it was only 47 minutes long. I was like, I, dude, I could do, you know, an hour 10 or so, you know, throw a couple more.
3: 47 minutes is pretty long, though, it, right? It, it is a pretty <laughs> decent
1: album. Don't. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I could have probably done with three more songs. Yeah. You know, so. Um,
5: well, it's been what? 25 years. And yeah. sometimes, oh, if it takes a, a band dude. that that long to get back together, you know, you, you yeah. just you just yeah. want a little bit more. Yeah, tw- twenty
3: five years. It should
5: be like at least fifteen tracks. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> what were they <laughs> well, doing? Twenty five yeah. years. Well, there's a, lo- a lot they, of things. But, a lot uh, of things. Yeah, but <laughs> I, I remember when. Uh, striper kind of departed and then came back together and did an album and i listened to the album over and over again i'm like please more more songs more yeah songs. i mean mm-hmm. hey when guns and roses
1: were together they put out use your illusion one and two you know <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't 25 years in between albums that's true <laughs> but uh Have they put out two albums at once Use your illusion uh, guns and roses yeah yeah, yeah there was two yeah oh. they, there's a use your illusion one and a use your illusion two they came out what two weeks apart
5: or something like no that? they no were released way. on the same
1: day same day what, what?
5: yeah Good two separate
1: th- i
3: love that
1: two separate albums so if you didn't like one album you didn't have to buy a double you know it oh. was a great marketing technique because uh like me who was broke at the time i couldn't afford both albums so i got one and um Uh, yeah it was a great marketing technique huh so you should do Fall star and then the same day release northlander Northlander. there you go (laughs) (laughs) and and you know what yeah make them like a like a puzzle that fits together (laughs) yeah i've definitely thought about that
5: uh some (laughs) crazy
1: stuff you can do with vinyl
5: so they can find your stuff on face down records you have vinyl Mm -hmm. out you have vinyl yep
1: Mm mm-hmm okay see vinyl yeah, like is king it is it'll always be king Fall star
3: so there's not very many left so we're almost sold out so only how many left Fall star? 70 70. Uh, wow. get yourself a false yeah. false star vinyl get them yeah. while you
1: can and yeah. uh where can people find you i'm assuming you're on facebook instagram and all the
3: socials right mm-hmm. yeah instagram is Fall star music and then facebook it's just slash false star um but yeah it should you should follow us on there and then we'll be announcing the, the next album crowdfund from our socials. And then also ratfamilyrecords.com. We'll have updates on there, but if you're a fan of vinyl, that'll only like, there'll be one variant only released through the crowdfund. So there'll only be a hundred copies. So first hundred people to get, um, get some cool. cool and then face down, will release a different variant
5: later on and they they do cool ones too. So that's awesome.
3: Pick your poison. Yeah. yeah,
5: Yeah. face down has one of the most creative uh, vinyl. Uh, how yeah. they do the vinyl and all that? Do, they I do love it. how they do that. How yeah. do they do it? I, I'm out of the loop. Well, they, they just have a lot of color and all that. I oh, mean, okay. The new War of Ages um, mm-hmm. single released on vinyl. It's it. The vinyl's incredible looking. Really? All they right. They do like yeah. etchings on the back and like just crazy stuff. Yeah, and they they don't
3: do huge runs, so like they're. It's very it's limited. Crazy, like, it's very collectible too. like the secondary market for face down releases is like very uh, expensive. Don't tell me that I'm going to start collecting face down records. Now it's seriously though. Like <laughs> if you're going to collect records, like face down records is the best. Cause then they'll repress a few, like five or 10 years later. And then those still sell out like that. Like it's Crazy, but they just do very limited runs, and I think that's a good idea because it makes it more special for the people that grab them. Right? And, it's like yeah. I say, Aaron, keep them wanting more. That's yeah. it. That, and,
1: yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> it works, brother. <laughs> All right. So, Fallstar, and you're on Facebook, you're on Spotify, you're on uh Instagram. Uh, mm-hmm. New new, al- new
5: album coming out in 2022.
1: Get in yep. on the the Kickstarter crowdfunding i'm i'm assuming it was kickstarter uh indiegogo indiegogo Indiegogo. okay (laughs) yeah
3: yeah Uh, and when's the next run of shows um i don't know we're supposed to be playing germany in october wow and that's all we have nailed down yeah we've been going back there since like 2013 and we have just like an awesome relationship with a lot of the people over there and so like it's like that's like the one time where we actually feel like rock stars of any sort because like it's these huge rooms and everybody knows our music. And so like, I like, there's been so many times where I'm like, wait, is that the backing tracks? No, we didn't backtrack that part. That's literally the whole crowd singing our own music back to us. Like we have had just some of the most surreal moments over there. So, well, since you're uh, big in Germany, you might
1: want to look into covering a David Hasselhoff song. They love yeah, David yeah. Hasselhoff over there.
3: <laughs> I wouldn't say we're big in Germany, but, was, but we have amazing shows over
5: there. That's awesome. You, you do shows here and there in Portland, that area too, yeah. just one uh-huh. night or, or whatever. So,
3: I uh, know. Um, it's usually just with a tour. Cause uh, we just live all over the place. So like, we don't really have like a, like local shows are just as hard as like doing a tour. So like, we'll probably do another run um, this year. Like where there's a couple other bands that we've been talking with that are like around our same size. So we'll probably just do another West coast run this next year. Well, if you make it down to Sacramento, definitely let us know.
1: We'll come down to the show. Yeah, Uh, We'd love to hang out and uh, say hello to our friend, Nick from when the broken burn. Let them know Will you were do. you were talking with us and uh, I miss that guy. He's such a cool yeah, guy. He's amazing. He's a savage on stage too. Oh he's yeah, so yeah. wild. Uh, you know, <laughs> I when I met him, he was playing with uh, Signal versus Noise. That's when I met him, and uh, I I walked up to him. He was sitting at the merch table. I walked up to him, and I didn't. I hadn't seen the band yet. He hadn't played yet, but he's sitting at the merch table. And I went, you must be the drummer. He goes, why would you say that? I said, because you look like a drummer, man.
6: (laughs) And he goes, yeah,
1: I'm the drummer. And he gave, he got up and gave me a big bear hug. And he's just awesome. (laughs) He's just such a cool dude. So yes. Tell tell our friend, Nick, we said hello.
5: Yep. Yeah, hey, thanks, Chris, fan. for uh, spending some time with us. That was great. So, yeah, thank yeah, you, Chris. Yeah, thank you,
3: Aaron and Dave. Appreciate talking to you. It's great. All yep. right, so we're gonna do some more uh,
5: Fall Star here, Aaron. Yeah, King Laser. My second. Oh, what my, a great tune. Yeah, my my second favorite song. It's your second oh, that's favorite awesome. song so, <laughs> on the album. Yeah. awesome. So,
1: all right, it's the Rock Salt MuseCast experience.
4: Hi, this is Jermaine with TriCord, and you're listening to Rock Salt Musecast with Aaron and Dave.
1: Rocksall MuseCast experience with Aaron and Dave. And on the line, Aaron, Tricord all the way from Nichols, Georgia. That's the live studio audience just for you guys, man. How you guys doing today? Doing awesome. Yeah, you look like you're doing awesome. It looks like you're in Prince's studio out there in Minnesota. (laughs) 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 All the purple lights in the background. It's beautiful. I love it. Yeah
4: got a little purple rain going on
1: man. Uh, we we <laughs> guys crank out a little purple rain for me it's one of my favorite prince songs <laughs> so we got jermaine joey perron did i say it right perron yes <laughs> i got it right and charles it's like a, you guys sound like a boy band when I name off the names. <laughs> I got Jermaine and Joey and Charles and Perron.
6: Uh.
1: <laughs> All right. Hey, um, now I've listened to your album, Into the Storm, and I'm digging it. Uh, you guys got a different approach. It's very unique. Um, it's it's kind of a, a little, it's like a rock worship thing, like a, a, a worship a worship going on. It's it's definitely. An way. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
4: I was going to say that's an interesting way to describe it. I don't think I've heard anybody describe it that way yet.
1: Well, I mean, would you disagree?
4: No, not at all. All
1: right. No. It's like a storytelling worship type of thing with a rock soundtrack. That's kind of the way it spoke to me. Aaron? Yeah,
5: very good. Yeah. Um, sound. Uh, so, how'd this thing all start? How'd you guys all start doing this? When'd you put together the boy band?
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, um, let's see. Um, Back in 2020, I was uh, starting to fill a shift with uh, a previous band that. Uh, I was uh, with known as forever and majesty Uh, at the end of forever majesty. There were myself, the lead guitarist at the time and uh, another drummer. And it was just the three of us and I was playing bass. And uh, we ended up meeting a producer and uh, connected with him and we knew we had to fatten up the band. So we, um, we started, the three of us started holding auditions and we got a manager and uh, progressed. I think uh, the first audition we had was Joey and we bought Joey in to play bass and to do backup vocals uh, with me. Um, then I started going to the church that Charles goes to uh, because we, my wife and I were hired as the, uh, the uh, young adult ministers of the church. And so I was like, hmm, this guy has potential. So I asked him if he wanted to be a part just so we could have an extra guitarist and uh, auditioned him. And Haran actually came a little later. The original drummer was having some uh, life issues and had to step down. And so we were looking for a drummer. And at first, I didn't want the guy, but now I don't regret taking him. But then we got Haran on the team. And so, uh, now we have Charles, Ron, Joey, myself, um, and the band. And when you say you didn't want him, it was because he was, he's young. He's younger than all of us. <laughs> yeah. oh.
1: okay. Well, uh, just a tip here. If you want to be a true boy band, you need one more member. Got to have five. Okay. All right. Get the,
4: we're working on one more member.
1: get the word out. <laughs> all right. So the, um, um, as I mentioned, you you got this rock worship thing going on, and I I, I apologize if, if that's not what you guys consider it, but, I mean, that's kind of how it spoke to me. It kind of took me back uh, to a lot of the stuff that I was introduced to in the 70s, you know? Like, it wouldn't surprise me at all if you said you were influenced by some of these maranatha music now i'm really dating myself aren't i aaron maranatha music yeah. artist and stuff like that because there was like a touch of that there but it's so modern and i loved the the uh, um, the bass tracks the rhythm of it you had a little funky thing going on in a couple of the songs i was like getting into that y- you got this mm, all these ingredients going into your music that I couldn't label it just one thing.
0: Right. Well, it, we, we feel like it's so, it's so cliche that a rock band has to have just raw vocals. And why can't they be great vocals? You know what I mean? Why can't they be, you know, more worship style with the rock? That, that I mean, that's just a.
1: Do you guys play any of the, like at your church or anything like that?
4: Every single last one of us were on a, on a worship
1: team
6: somewhere. Oh, okay. <laughs>
4: awesome.
1: So one of the things that I was curious about is where did you come up with the name Tricord? What's that about?
4: Okay, so coming up with the name Tricord wasn't easy. <laughs> um, we went through like 40-something names before we got to Tricord. We were all just kind of coming up with names, and whatever came to mind, we were just spitting it out. And some of them were like, man, those would be cool, like, song titles and stuff like that. And But I was uh, just kind of studying my Bible one morning, just having my morning devotion time, and uh, Ecclesiastes 4.12 popped up. And I was like, dude, I think I got a name. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, Ecclesiastes 4.12, just to paraphrase, it says, one can stand alone to be uh, easily defeated. Two can stand, and uh, two together can stand. But a triple-braided core is not easily broken. And so that's where the name tricord came from. I, the moment I read that last line, I was like, tri And so with all the 40-something names that we had and we were going through, we got to like the last five, na- uh, we narrowed it down to 10, then narrowed it down to five, then narrowed it down to three, And in the top three names, Tricor was in the top three names. And our manager at the time was just like, dude, let's just go with Tricor. He's like, I love the verse that goes with it. I love, he's like, it fits perfectly what you guys are for and what you stand for and everything like that. And so we were all, we all voted one more time and Tricor ended up getting the, the most votes. Now, and so now we're
1: tricord. In the in the uh, negotiations, you said you whittled it down to all these different names. Was it like uh, a lot of Rochambeau going on and arm wrestling and flipping quarters? And you know, it's like uh, we we whittled it down to tricord. Or I mean, I love the verse. I didn't I didn't catch that at all. I didn't catch the verse thing at all. And, and I'm listening to your music and I'm going, well, they're, see, I equated it to music. I'm like, they're playing way more than three chords, Aaron. And I went, you know, uh, when I was playing guitar and I was playing some green day stuff, I went green day should be called trichord. Cause they only play three chords. And I'm like, these guys are playing way more than that. So <laughs> uh, I equated it to music. I didn't get the, I didn't know there was a verse associated with it, but yeah, did you have a lot of Rochambeau going on and rock, paper, scissors and all that?
4: It kind of, when it got towards like the last, like five names, we were all just like, No, let's put this one on there. No, we like this one. So it was like, but it was fun. It wasn't like we were like arguing and trying to like choke each other out for the name or anything like that. It was kind of simply, we should have arm wrestled. I am a very competitive person, so we should have did stuff like that for the name.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I thought, you know, they they have some rap in the music. They have rock. Mm -hmm. And then they have some worship. So I thought those three things, you know. Is how they got the tricord, but they they went the biblical biblical route instead of that. But that's what I that's what I thought when I heard you guys, and so so
1: all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I,
4: I,
5: I want. Who are your influences? Because I I'm sure each of you have different musical influences. So each of you.
4: Okay. Maybe, each of us. Yeah. Uh, I grew up listening to a lot of. Older rock and modern rock, uh, all the way from Zeppelin to the Chili Peppers. So I've been influenced by, I guess, a lot of the greatest known guitarists to the world: um, Jimmy Page, Eric Clapton, John Mayer. Uh, just very diverse. Um, never really got into country, but I did dabble in it just to, you know, try to figure out where I was going with my own style. So I kind of have this. I guess like a southern rock type thing going on. But, okay, uh, I, I can't imagine why it. you would have a southern
1: rock thing going on. It's not like you're in the south. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm just playing, yeah, guys. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: uh, I grew up playing uh, gospel, like listening to the gospel music, a lot of gospel music, and uh, I grew up in a missionary church. So uh, majority of the time, I was playing like. Praise and worship type stuff. So, but now it's like I've got to the point where I listen to everything. So I just use all of
1: that when I play. You know, that's what I uh, I told my son growing up when he started getting into music. He was kind of a rocker, and he said, uh, "You know." And I said, "Hey, you can't just stick to rock. You got to listen to a little bit of everything because everybody's got their art, and and mm-hmm. there's good stuff everywhere. There's good country. There's good rap. There's good." rock there's good pop even and i'm not a big fan of pop but there's even good pop so um you got to get your influences from all over and don't be tunnel vision on your musical interest i should say i guess
5: how about you last two who's your influences
0: um uh, i'm a worship leader so modern worship of course would be my first one and then you know, I grew up on uh, uh, I grew up on uh, POD and Pillar and Family Force Five. Believe it or not, <laughs> good good I, band. I love that style of music. I, I don't know how how good that mix with worship music, but I just I like that style of music. I guess it's just the alternative of you know of what I like and then I like and I and I do worship too so I just kind of I just we kind of mix it
1: cool okay and Jermaine uh
4: for me I grew up in a family that just absolutely loves music so my my whole like repertoire of music goes to from genre to genre uh I could say like I used to love man I'm a huge Journey fan believe it or not so like I love like journey. And then from one extreme to the next, Michael Jackson was a huge influence for me. And I bet you can't guess, but Lincoln park is probably one of my biggest musical influences. Wow. Um, so I'm, I'm a huge Lincoln park fan. And for me growing up, like one of the ways that I try to write lyrically, and I'm, I'm sure you can kind of like hear it a little bit of stuff um, from listening to the, the EP. Um, I, I have the heart of worship at its core with writing songs that are pleasing to God. But I also know what it's like to deal with life and how to overcome things in life uh, through Jesus Christ and all. Like, I know what it's like to be depressed. I know what it's like to want to commit suicide. I know what it's like to feel like you have no direction or feel like you're worthless or not enough and stuff like that. So, like, Linkin Park was a huge uh, part of my musical uh, upbringing and the way that I write and stuff like that is because they wrote a lot of music to help a lot of people. Um, There's a lot of people that were changed by their music, and I want to influence people in such a way as well. Um, And so the people can just see, like, because I think a lot of times – as believers, we sometimes forget what it was like to be how we were before we got saved, or we forget a lot of times what it's like to experience certain feelings and emotions and stuff because we try to mask ourselves with this, with this, uh, with just a, a fake mask, like of uh, just kind of pretending sometimes that we're, we're not dealing with things. And uh, so I want to try to. So my musical influences have everything to do with that and being able to write to that caliber. Like I used to love Eminem too, uh, Eminem and Lil Wayne, just the way they wrote, um, how clever they were lyrically and stuff. Um, and I, I, I look up to a lot of those people, uh, or whatever.
1: Well, I, I got to ask you, cause you mentioned Linkin Park and I'm going to kind of like, this is going to be out of left field, Aaron. Uh, I just want to ask you, since Chester died, do you think that Linkin Park should continue, get a new lead singer, not call themselves Linkin Park, because you can't have Linkin Park without Chester, right, Jermaine?
4: Yeah, absolutely. But... Um, Oh, continue, sorry. (laughs)
1: No, I was going to say put a solid lead singer in there. Rename the band like they did, like, say, with Audio Slave or something like that. And uh, those guys should continue making music because they're all talented.
4: Yes, I agree 100%. And like I said, a lot of their music was like it really, like, shaped and molded my creativity with the way that I write and try to go after music. A lot of their music really helped me through some really tough, depressing and sometimes suicidal times in my life. Uh, because they said the words that I, were hard for me to find, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I think that, yeah, like you said, they're all incredibly talented, talented people who should definitely keep making music. I, I think, I agree.
1: I think they should. I, I would really like something new from those guys. And it's okay. Uh, you, like I said, don't call it Linkin Park, just name it something else and put a solid lead guy in there and keep going. Cause I, I think, man, I think they got it. So
6: yeah.
1: you guys all grew up in the church. I mean, kind of strike me like you all grew up in the church and, uh, um, this is just kind of an, the next step for you. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, my church, I kind of, <laughs> I kind of grew up in the church, but not really. Uh, my, uh, story goes you know, I was in church and stuff, but wasn't in church, if that makes sense. Uh, later on, when I for real got saved and just set on fire, I mean, it's just it's how it is for me.
1: Well, God lit the fuse on you, and it took a little longer.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, um, I want to play a song here. Which uh, Do you have one lined up, Aaron? Because I got an idea if you, if you don't. No, what? we're going to go with Drown. Gonna, new, oh, you're going to go with Drown right out of the chute, man. Right you're going to go, all right. Yeah. He's going to go big, guys. <laughs> we'll come back and talk to Tricord about Drown, because I do want to talk about that uh, in just a minute. But here it is, Drown from Tricord on the Roxall All Experience.
4: This is Coffee Shop Keegan from Dead Sin, and you're listening to Rocks Radio.
2: Jesus is my friend. Jesus is a friend of mine. I have a friend in Jesus. Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is my friend. Jesus is a friend of mine. He taught me how to live my life as it should be. He taught me how to turn my cheek when people laugh at me. I've had friends before, and I can tell you that he's one who will never leave you flat. No. Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is my friend. Jesus is a friend of mine. I have a friend. Jesus Jesus is a friend of mine Jesus is my friend Jesus is a friend of mine He taught me how to pray and how to save my soul He taught me how to praise my God and still play rock and roll The music may sound different but the message is the same It's just an instrument to praise his name yeah. Jesus is a friend of mine Jesus is my friend Jesus is a friend of mine I have a friend in Jesus Jesus is a friend of mine Jesus is a friend of mine This is a